0: welcome to the development podcast a podcast jam-packed with fantastic advice on professional development from interviews with renowned authors speakers industry professionals and influencers i'm your host martin manasalves thanks again for tuning in hi everyone thanks so much for listening in Uh, today I'm thrilled to have Mita Malik join us to discuss gaslighting. Uh, so Mita is a corporate change maker with a track record of transforming businesses and cultures. Mita is passionate about storytelling. She believes in the power of diversity to spur creative strategic thinking, which can ultimately transform brands. She currently serves as the head of inclusion, equity, and impact at Quarta and has been ranked as a LinkedIn top voice. Uh, previously... Uh, Mita earned her bachelor's from Columbia University and an MBA from Duke University. Prior to her current role, she worked for top companies including Avon, Pfizer, and Johnson Johnson. Her writings have been published in Harvard Business Review, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, Forbes, and many other globally recognized publications. So, Mita, thanks again. This is uh, really exciting to get to interview you. So, thank you so much for making time. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great today. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to our conversation.
0: Awesome. Uh, so, can you just start us off with sharing a little bit about your uh, your previous experience?
1: Yeah, a little bit about me. I currently live in Jersey City, New Jersey. I've been working remotely, as many of us have, from my bedroom for the last 20 months. <laughs> corner here. I am a passionate storyteller focused on multicultural ma- marketing. I'm a diversity, equity, and inclusion executive. And most importantly, I am a working mother. I'm mom to Jay, who is nine. Someday seems like he's going on 19. And then Priya <laughs> going on 16. And so maybe that's an entirely different show about raising kids in the <laughs> pandemic.
0: Awesome. So um, in one of your previous articles, going off of the topic of gaslighting, you stated gaslighting is a form of psychological abuse uh, where in an individual tries to gain power and control over you they'll lie to you and intentionally set you up to fail they'll say and do things and later deny that ever happened though they will undermine you manipulate you convince you that you're the problem as in my case at work that they is often a manager who will abuse their power uh to gaslight their employees so I'm curious kind of to expand on that. Why would you say gaslighting typically occurs and and what are the issues that that are really associated with it?
1: From my point of view, I have seen gaslighting occur when someone uses it as a way to control, manipulate, abuse their power, their position of privilege. And in my recent article for Harvard Business Review, I really talk about when the boss is gaslighting the employee, but this is also can be peers gaslighting. You know, someone recently asked me, what does gaslighting mean? Like, what does it actually mean? And I will, I will use the example of if you and I were sitting next to each other right now, recording this podcast, and I just slapped you across the face, and you looked at me and you said, well, Mito, why did you just slap me across the face? And I looked at you dead in the eye and I said, I didn't slap you across the face. That didn't happen. And so that to me is like the very clear, very easy to understand description of what gaslighting is. And so I think it occurs when individuals are insecure, they're looking for ways to control each other, and that's how it can show up in the workplace.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, how, how would you say, and how do you recommend people, you know, to to intervene when that sort of happens? When people recognize that, um, what do you recommend that that a coworker can do when you see someone uh, get gaslighted?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a great question. I think the first thing I would say is believe me. So the reason I wrote this article is for, for far too long I was the target of gaslighting by a former manager. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted people to just believe me. There is this idea notion, oh, you're making it up in your head. That didn't really happen. Are you sure that's what happened? Oh, that's just how that person is. You're tougher than you think. And so dismissing someone's experience or trying to silence them, those are not helpful ways as I would say to be an ally in the workplace. And so I think first it starts with believing the person, and asking them how you can help. And to your to answer your question further, one of the ways you can help is helping to document things that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. So if I came to you and said, my my boss is gaslighting me, here's what's happening. If we're on the same team, if we're in meetings together, if you have access to my boss, you can also then look for our interactions, and document things that are happening. And if I feel comfortable enough going to HR, you might be able to come with me and say, you know, I can actually corroborate. I've seen these things happen and I have witnessed them. So those are just some of the ways that we can start looking out for each other.
0: Those are really good suggestions. I think it makes a huge difference when, when someone approaches you or you witness someone uh, do something and and you respond in, in, from a perspective of, I'm going to be open and I'm going to believe it instead of just, you know, having a misconception or trying to um, perceive your own views on it. Like having an open mind and being willing um, to see the situation as is. Um, So I think that's really good. Uh, In another Harvard Business article uh, you shared... Your experience on how gaslighting was for you from a former uh, manager. So you stated, excluding me from meetings, keeping me off the list for company leadership programs, and telling me I was on track for promotion, all while speaking negatively about my performance to peers and senior leadership. I feel like something like that is easily to you know react poorly to it's easy to respond in a way of like anger so um what is like the most appropriate response to that if that sort of happens to you
1: that's really difficult and that's a question i still wrestle with because i left the company after Mm -hmm the target of gaslighting and you have to do what's right for you. And that's what I always tell people to weigh the options you have in front of you and to put your mental health first in my situation. And I know in many individuals when they're the target of gaslighting to confront the gaslighter is not easy because they are the one gaslighting Mm -hmm. you. So just in that example of when I slapped you across the face and you're asking me, why did you do that? I'm denying it. So oftentimes when I would go back to this former manager and say, But I thought you had said I was on track to be a vice president. No, I never said that. I thought that I was supposed to meet present in that meeting and be in that meeting that was scheduled for last Friday, but I never got the invite to present the proposal. I never said that. So Mm. I what becomes really difficult and this is where you have to create your own boundaries for your own mental health and your own space confronting the individual who is gaslighting you may not be the smartest move, certainly wasn't in my case, because that person will continue to deny that these things are happening. And then you are continuing, you are left to feel that you are the one that's in the wrong. You are the one who has done these things, uh, that you you deserve this treatment, which certainly you don't. One of the pieces of advice I have is to start documenting. And so that's something I did too, because you talk about the emotion and maybe reacting poorly or negatively in the moment, I started to write down and document everything that was happening so that I could go to trusted allies, individuals within
0: my Mm -hmm. organization
1: or externally just to say, hey, like, these are all the things that are happening that I've written down. And then they would say, yes, this is not something you're making up. This is real. And this is happening to you.
0: Right. So weighing your options in front of you, documenting, and uh, taking all that into consideration, I think that's really good. Um, when it comes to gaslighting, do you, uh, would you say that often it happens intentionally or, or are there ever moments where it happens by accident or unintentionally by someone?
1: I would challenge and say most people who are gaslighting know that they're gaslighting or that they've had a track record of it. There's a difference between Mita, I accidentally left you off the meeting, I'm sorry, thank you for mm-hmm. bringing it to my attention. Versus there is a pattern of doing that, a pattern of excluding me from things where I'm supposed to be there and then telling people I'm on vacation when you just didn't, you purposely left me off so that you could, you could take my work and present it. Mm-hmm. Or privately telling me I'm doing an amazing job, but then publicly telling everybody that I'm a poor performer. And so I think with gaslighting, it is a pattern of behavior and abuse versus there are times we're all human that unintentionally we'll leave someone out. We might say something that hurts someone's feelings. And then hopefully we apologize and talk about how we're going to show up and do better. But I would argue that individuals who are gaslighting know that they're gaslighting. They might not understand that that's the term, but they do it because they're looking to exert control and power over individuals. And they're doing it not just once, they're doing it over and over again in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think it makes it a little easier to, to recognize it as if, if it is something that's consistently happening mm-hmm. um, and no one's you know apologizing for any of that. Um, it's easier to identify that. Okay. Uh, so kind of going off of that, what are some tips that you've learned along the way when working with difficult people?
1: That's a great question. And I've been branded a difficult person. I'm sure we all have. So I think even when we Mm. use the word difficult, we have to be careful. And I would argue that sometimes women are branded very easily or more harshly as being difficult versus men. And so we have to be careful about our own biases about what we mean when someone's being difficult. Gaslighting is in a different league. That's not somebody who's difficult. That is someone who's a gaslighter. And that is someone who Mm -hmm. needs help. Because I always say, and I and I remember this quote from the mayor of Atlanta, she said pretty famously, hurt people hurt people. So why is somebody gaslighting? There's something probably deep seated. They've been hurt and that's how they're lashing out. So they need to lead the organization and, and get help.
0: Mm. That's, that's an interesting thing. Hurt people hurt people. And it makes a lot of sense.
1: And I would just add that when we talk about people being difficult what i try to think about right now is that it has been a really difficult 20 months for so many of us that we can't even put into words all the things happening in the world and so you don't know what kind of grief someone is going on someone is experiencing you don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. behind the screen you know behind the scenes many of us are living in a world where we have You know, on Instagram, the best banana bread recipe we ever baked and drive by birthday parties. And now I'm traveling and I'm on this vacation. You don't know what kind of grief and loss people have experienced. Mm -hmm. So if people are showing up, you perceive them to be difficult. Try to get to know someone and understand what's going on in their life. I might have shown up as being difficult today on the podcast. I might have shown up as crabby or cranky or moody and, you know, I could just honestly say it's been a tough time in this pandemic with my kids. They've really struggled with loss of community. And so just to be open and honest with what we're facing and all of a sudden, people aren't difficult. People are just experiencing heavy things in their lives. So if we can connect with each other more on a human level, I think we can choose to see someone's perspective and not label them as being difficult.
0: Mm. That's really well said. Uh, So, earlier you mentioned uh, when gaslighting occurs, you wouldn't necessarily just go straight to the person that, you know, gaslighting you and and bring all that up, and I think often that can easily be easier said than done, as in um, when emotions are high, it's easy to respond wrongly, and so I'm wondering if you can share some advice on not letting those emotions get the best of you when, when gaslighting occurs.
1: That's a great question, and that's really difficult because when someone's hurting you, it's hard not to express that hurt in however we Mm -hmm. And so I would say, especially if you have discovered and understand that you are the target of gaslighting, that there's nothing that you're doing wrong, you're being targeted, that you document, like we said, these things. And so if you do wanna have a conversation with the individual gaslighting you, to try to be as objective as possible. On Tuesday, you said this, on Wednesday this happened and now we're sitting at Thursday. So if you can, as I tried to do rationally and without emotion, just lay out the facts, mm-hmm. what occurred when and see what the reaction is. And I think Martin, as we talked about, if it is somebody who is, if this person is the one gaslighting, they are not going to recognize their actions. They are just going to try to manipulate the situation, deny, lie, blame it on you. And so that's why I think it's really important to weigh your options and think about who else you can go to to get help from.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, what would you say are some misconceptions of gaslighting in the workplace? Because um, I think if we can recognize some of the misconceptions, it's easier to identify when it's happening.
1: I think the misconceptions are what we started with earlier in this conversation that I am making this up. That's not what happened. I need to have a tougher skin, Mm
0: -hmm. that's
1: what the person said. And so just in the question that you had asked earlier, is gaslighting intentional or not? Gaslighting is intentional. There are other times we make mistakes because we're human and we do things we didn't mean to do. We do things, um, you know, we said things we shouldn't have said and, and we apologize and try to do better. Gaslighting is not that, it's very different. And so I think it's important to recognize that
0: distinction. Mm-hmm. No, that, it makes a huge difference when you're, you know, on like just a human level, you're able to be open, you know, honest and not skim to or not start believing like those, like the lies that maybe someone's doing this for the attention or for this or for that. Like, you know, being open and, and understanding like difficulties can happen, difficulties arise. Uh, you just have to, you know, communicate with people on a genuine level.
1: And, and for me, I had been writing this piece in my head for almost two years. And when I finally mm. had the courage to have it published and was really fortunate that Harvard Business Review published this piece on gaslighting. You know, gaslighting is something that often I had heard talked about or spoken about in personal relationships and relationships outside work. And it is something that happens a lot at work that no that people don't talk about. And so I felt like when this piece got published, I was overwhelmed by messages I received from people reading the piece saying, this has happened to me. I have experienced this and your piece spoke to me. So I think there's also the piece of just the awareness, as you're saying, that this does happen to more people than we realize. And also many of us may have been the targets of gaslighting and we're still mm-hmm with that trauma years later.
0: Right. Kind of going off of that, um, and you've mentioned so much on the lines of this, um, but if there's anything else you'd like to add, but how can we improve the like this issue of the toxic like workplace and um, just this issue of gaslighting? How can we, like, what are some applicable things that employees can do uh, to improve this?
1: I think it starts with getting rid of toxic leaders. And we all know them. Sometimes they are the worst kept secrets in our organization. Sometimes they're the best kept secrets. Sometimes they're people that you never knew were toxic leaders because they are very adept and show up differently in public or in larger settings versus how they treat their team one-on-one. So I think it's just so important that we treat exit interview data just like we treat customer reviews. If Mm -hmm. something's wrong with a product, And a customer posted a review or shared feedback on a product or service a company would be all over that so think about exit interviews and think about how we should be treating that precious data especially if i'm leaving and i'm telling you and i have the courage to say i'm leaving because i'm tired of being the target of gaslighting and this happened for far too long and so for leadership to take that really seriously and i'm not a proponent of cancel culture i am when there are people in the headlines who have done really horrible things who need to go and find redemption. But a lot of people need, beyond coaching, I would say, therapy and help. And so Mm -hmm. allowing those people the time and space to go do that and to give people second chances. But many times we don't do that. We don't actually think about how often we give someone feedback and say, okay, you did this wrong, that's it. But we're not teaching people how to be better. And we're also not, you could give someone a leave of absence, meet a you, you really need to go work on yourself. Mm-hmm. So you leave the company for six months. We're giving you this chance. We're going to ask you to go do therapy. And then you can come back and join us and we can give you a second chance. And so that is what I think is is really missing in many organizations. And I hope to see that be a change in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. That's well said. Uh, well, are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share before we conclude?
1: My final thought is it took me too long and too many years to realize that I deserve to be in places where I am celebrated and not tolerated. And so, to anyone listening, you know, speak up, find allies who can help you improve your experience, and find places and spaces where you are belonged and valued. And hopefully, if it's not on this team, it's in another part of the organization. And if it's not, vote with your feet, and make the choice that is going to help you live uh, a happier and more fulfilled life.
0: Mm. Uh, Mita, thank you again so much for joining my podcast. It's awesome to to have you, and even reflecting on some of the stories that you shared here, um, and even in your you know your previous articles and some of the experiences that you've had um on the lines of gas siding like it on one end i think it's really uh it's really encouraging that you're able to share just your story and um share that publicly to be able to help other people you know recognize that this is an issue and um recognize and identify some ways to you know be able to um flip the switch on it moving forward so so thank you so much for just your openness and wanting to share all of that and um I hope nothing but the best your way.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, listeners, I, I encourage you to check her out on LinkedIn. So just follow to keep up uh, up to date with uh, the helpful content uh, that Mita is posting. Um, in addition to that, um, Mita started a podcast a couple months ago, The Brown Table Talk, and that's available on Apple and Spotify. And I'll include to that on my LinkedIn post. Um, but thank you so much for listening and have a great day.